region. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy Duh Show. Get it? Duh Show? Duh. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me Classic Jake. Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, it's just going to be us two today. Um, and uh, welcome to Death 3D Show episode 110. And this is being recorded on September 4th, 2022 at approximately 12.48 p.m. Central Standard Time. So anything that might change between now and you're listening to this, we're sorry. We try to do, we try to upload this, and I'll be working on Labor Day to get this up as soon as possible. So, yeah, uh, if there's any news that popped up and we don't know, cover it or cha- things changed, well, sorry, we do our best. So, we got, got a good amount of stuff to talk about today, Jake. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Oh, uh, we might as well start with uh, the um, dumpster fire that is Warner Brothers. <laughs> okay, so. This is actually fairly recent news that uh, no DC fandom for 2022, which DC fandom has been how they've been uh, di- uh, showcasing their content. And it's actually been fairly successful. And I think it's done a lot to generate hype and get interest in and definitely is great to do during the pandemic. And they just canceled it this year. And who knows if we're going to do it again. And I, I really think it's a massive mistake. Yeah. I think it's done so long as Zaslav's regime is running Warner Brothers. Because uh, I, I think he just doesn't see any value in it. I think he just saw that less people uh, did it than did it the year before and just um, canned it. Um, and I understand that you just want to maybe wait to, you know, Comic-Con and announce stuff there but at the same time this was your own event so you could control the narrative and control what gets out there and get people excited for just your content you know that's the thing if you have uh san diego comic-con and you might have other news that might eclipse your news so if you have your own dc fandom that won't eclipse it because that's your narrative and you're controlling what comes out and People were talking about your stuff. So it's just asinine to me to why they're doing mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Marvel uh, dominated Comic-Con, and they're about to uh, dominate their uh, parent company's own private event, D23. If half the league, it's going to be, um, we're going to be even more gobsmacked with what Marvel's been up to sitting around in the in age of pandemic. So, yeah, it's really disappointing. I mean, I understand they just had an announcement that they're probably not happy about, um, which we'll get to in a minute about some delays. Um, but at least give the stuff that is coming soon some time to get more hype around it. I mean, I don't think we've seen a new trailer for Black Adam, and that's supposed to be coming out in a month. <laughs> so. I have a feeling uh, just the remix of the other trailer is probably all we're getting. Yeah, probably. And we still don't know if that's a 3D movie or not, which I I don't... Oh. I mean, Warner Brothers is really, really broke. And uh, Warner Brothers never set themselves up. See, Dis- Disney was, was smart that Pixar's its own thing, Marvel's its own thing, Disney Animation is its own thing. Everybody is their own separate entity. Warner Brothers isn't, has never been, and I think they've suffered for it creatively and financially. It's it's so frustrating because, you know, Marvel didn't have everybody. You know, they technically don't have Spider-Man. They don't have uh, technically Hulk because that's kind of a weird thing with Universal. But they made it work. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, Iron Man was not a, a A-list character before the Iron Man movie. <laughs> uh-huh. I think part of the problem is uh, DC's never had to. They've always insisted, these are our crown jewels. 
you will we this is what we're gonna push what we're gonna release well marvel has always been cool uh you like wolverine now we'll fine we'll make a lot of wolverine books you like deadpool fine we'll make uh the fa- i mean they're crown ju- i mean there's i mean marvel i mean marvel's um top tier characters I mean, their trinity of original characters were uh, the human, you know, the Jim Hammond, Human Torch, Submariner, and Captain America. And could you imagine Marvel's trying to push those three characters in movies, books, comics, and ignoring other characters becoming popular and not pushing them? I can't. And then when Marvel reinvented themselves in the 60s to bring back the superheroes, you know, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, those were the big ones. And Hulk, to a lesser degree. Uh, but they, uh, and, and slowly the X-Men who were later introduced became uh, a thing. They just kind of, they, they followed, they listened to their readership and their fans and they put and what they wanted, they published. Like when they went nuts for the X Men, they put out lots of X Men books. When different X Men became popular, like Wolverine, Deadpool, they pushed them. Spider Man, his popularity has went up and down. Fantastic Four at one time even had their book canceled because they weren't selling. Yeah, and you know now the. The person that got rich from Honey Boo Boo is taking control of DC movies. So, yay. Um, you know, always, they've never listened to their fans. They've always like, oh, we own Batman. We own Superman. We own Wonder Woman. They never pivot to, I mean, and they, and there's been times in their history they have not been very popular. You know, I was actually really kind of excited for a reset again uh, for DC and, and, and Warner Brothers. And, okay, maybe they'll get their act together. And it seems like they're just getting worse. Yeah, because they're still insisting on pushing Superman and Batman when audiences have told them they like the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman and the Jason Momoa Aquaman. So I would have been pushing... Uh, Justice League movie led by those two because that's what the audience have said they want now uh, since we're still talking about DC uh, and uh, those movies we got some big ass delays and these delays are are pretty huge they push two movies uh, one movie which I was kind of assuming maybe they got you know get delayed anyway because we haven't seen the full trailer for it and another one that got put you know (laughs) Got moved from next year to this year, back to next year, which it just shows incompetence there. You know, just pick a date and stick to it. I, I mean, I understand the pandemic changed dates. Sure, fine. Uh, that's understandable. But you decided to push. Um, yeah, this is all finances. Uh, Warner Brothers is so broke, they can't afford to release movies. So, okay, uh, let's make sure we got uh, uh, the content here. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Aquaman 2, for uh, anyone not sure the title, was supposed to be here, um, coming out in December 16th. Then mm-hmm. it got delayed to um, March 17th. And then Shazam got uh, Fury of the Gods, Shazam 2, got pushed um, to Christmas. And now Shazam is going back to take... Aquaman's March 17th date, and now um, the um, Aquaman's going to come out in Christmas of 23. And that's like a, that's a huge amount of time for it to get re uh, delay for Aquaman. You know, not, it's not like two months or three months. It is literally like eight months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, um, and they obliterate uh, Batgirl, which had been, I know, old news, but they'd been pushed. They had been, this thing had been pumped up on social media for a couple of years now. People were hyped and people are pissed. Oh, I've read that uh, they've had a quote unquote funeral showing of Bat, 
of that Batwoman movie or Batgirl movie. Um, I, I am a hundred percent expecting it to be leaked online any day now. <laughs> yeah, cool. I want to yeah. wait for. You saved me money, Zaslav. Thanks. So, um, yeah, that, so yeah, that's a big delay. I could understand a little bit why you don't want to get in the way of Avatar 2 for Shazam. That's, but why push it up to then to push it back? That's stupid. And then Black, you know, so it's like, okay, fine. Black Adam st- staying where it is. Cool. Good. Good for that. Finally, we're going to get it this year. And then Aquaman is just like, we haven't seen a trailer for it. We haven't seen a, you know, the teaser had nothing in it, really. So it's just like, okay, sure. Yeah. A lot of bullshit is just, they're just trying to fan uh, the stock bros. I think they're praying that they're going to get rescued like AMC did by the some NTF-loving uh, stock bros are going to jump on their stocks because they're cool, whatever. So, yeah, who knows? Warner Brothers for the last decade. A little more than that, actually. All they do is just announce, 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 and ninety percent of what they announce is vaporware. Just, I mean, yeah, like where's Steven Spielberg's Black Hawk movie? Um, yeah, we still don't know anything about Blue Beetle. Is that still supposed to be coming out yeah. next year? <laughs> I don't know. Or that been canned too? And we got a lot of news about Joker foil the the dorks. Uh, the second Joker movie, which is like, okay. Um, I love yeah. Joker movie. I don't, I, I trust the people behind the Joker movie, but I don't know about this Joker movie. <laughs> but we'll see, I guess, you know, you never know how that's going to work out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, and then that's not all the bad news. You know, we got here more news here. Uh, Aquaman star, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this, so forgive me. Yela Abdul Mateen II, uh, the the actor that plays Black Manta in Aquaman One, um, says that acting in movies like Aquaman is quote unquote clown work. Which, damn, cool. So does that mean Juggalos are part of the uh, extended universe now? Yeah, and you know, Joker movie says hi. <laughs> yeah, or, uh yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is polishing his Oscar. And um of course uh God you know, God rest the great, great um Joker that has passed. Um that um so it, it, you know, we we have here, I think, a very bad statement that um, they could still theoretically fire him and replace him with someone else. <laughs> I don't care. Anybody who does more than an eye roll and, I mean, this is just, he's just winding people up and trying to raise his profile. Uh, I mean, like I said, he's not completely wrong. But it's he took the paycheck. Yeah, and it's just it's so disrespectful. He feels that clown work is beneath him. You know, why did he do it? Yeah, I mean, like a, um, I forgot his name, Heath Ledger. But yeah, Heath Ledger um, got an Oscar after he died, unfortunately, and his work is awesome. I. I think he's a wonderful joker so yeah um and it's such a it's meaning it's just a disrespectful idea it's like look i don't really know this actor from anything else so i don't really know what else he's gonna do if you get i add to what we were talking about in the other earlier jaws jaws was considered not real cinema it was considered fluff summer fluff I mean, people forget Jaws only got a couple of technical Oscars. It was snub nominations. It was a, it was a long time before serious uh, critics were giving it its due. 
I mean, the people that were given it its due in the 70s were laughed at. So uh, some of these movies today are going to be classics and others, they'll fall in the wayside and become considered clown work like a lot of the so-called Oscar bait that failed to find an audience and failed to get awards either. I mean, I consider his work in Matrix <laughs> Resurrections to be clown work. He was pretty bad as Morpheus. So, you know, yeah, well, look who's talking. <laughs> yeah, I've just kind of always seen Matrix of clown work, but with uh, some great camera work and some good ideas and just missing some stuff on. And, oh, I don't want to really talk about the Matrix. It's been so long since I've watched it. Uh, and watched any of them, and I didn't see the last one, I just, I really would like to refresh her before I talk about them. Yeah, I mean, this is the same guy that was in Baywatch, the movie. <laughs> I go through moods sometimes with movies. Every once in a while, I'll eat something and turn around two weeks later, watch it, and I love it. Because I'll have a bad day. Such an elitist attitude for someone that has, you know, that's its biggest movie by far. If you look at his filmography on, on IMDb, the Aquaman is the biggest yeah. frozen movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know the context of his statement. It's probably, it's it, this is probably clickbait anyway. A clickbait statement, you know, taken out of context. So, yeah, um... So to me, it's like if he's he, if he took the paycheck, uh, and chances are that he's his statement was taken out of context, like a lot of what Martin Scorsese said. Because with Scorsese, if you read what he said, I'm like, yeah, I actually agree with him, but I also don't think it's a bad thing, and he didn't either in his statements. He was gobsmacked that people were attacking him about it. Uh, Marvel movies being amusement park rides. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entertainment. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, if you're not entertained, nothing else matters. I mean, Jaws is the same way. It's The bottom line with that movie is it's entertaining. And that's why people go to the cinema is to be entertained. Um, Thought-provoking and all the other stuff is uh, bonuses. Okay, so now that Aquaman 2 is coming out ne next Christmas, what is competing with it? Now, we have some interesting movies coming out right before then. I don't know if you know them top of your head. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, Wonka, the Wonka movie. Um, remake is supposed to come out December 15th. Uh, the Cutter Purple, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 on December 20th, 2023. Uh, Migration, the apparent Star Trek sequel, uh, December 22nd, which we'll talk about that Star Trek movie later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, a, there's actually a decent amount of competition for Christmas time of 2023. So, um, yeah, um, I, I met, uh, you know, I, I don't know which movie would be the biggest hit of all that, you know, but I don't imagine it's not the best time to come out. And it basically is, is, it feels like not a real release date. It feels like a placeholder. Okay. Well, we'll get it done by Christmas. Right. You know, yeah. so, uh, so is Wonka even still is a is yet another Wonka's um, sequel on? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that in a while. Um, but probably been quiet, canceled along with everything else. It seems at Warner Brothers, which is the story about how he met his Oompa Loompas in his earliest adventures. Which okay, yeah, it sounds like a Minions movie. <laughs> I mean, T Timothy Chalamet looks great in as Wonka though. But yeah, so yeah, it's. I wonder if the second part of Dune is still on. I haven't heard about that lately either. So now Shazam being moved to March 17th. Uh, Shazam 2, Fairy of the Gods. 
Um, it's going to be going against the Haunted Mansion reboot again, um, which uh, I don't know anything about. The Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Things is coming out the week bef- uh, two weeks before. Creed Three is coming out two weeks before, and um, so it's not a bad time. I, I have no idea if the Haunted Mansion is going to be big for Disney. Um, I assume probably not, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, the first time out of the uh, theater, yeah, it sucked. But uh, hey, who thought they could make a decent movie out of um, Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Oh, but but then but then they ran it into the ground with terrible. Um, now Jared Leto is going to be the the top cast here. <laughs> I'm actually starting to feel sorry for Jared Leto. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets dumped on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. So, I think it if that's a decent time, middle of March for Shazam. I think it'll be all right. Um, been in the past has been very good for DC and Warner Brothers, uh, particularly Warner Brothers. I mean, they, you know. Matrix, in fact, is what made March such a hot month for movies. And um, it's enough time after Creed two and uh, Creed three, sorry, and Dungeons and Dragons to have some buffer there. I think it's a it's not bad date there. And I think if it was if it was ready to come out this November for this Christmas, it's absolutely ready for. Uh, March of next year, and hopefully they spend that extra time with 3D conversion, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, 3D is done at Warner Brothers. Because Zazaloff, it just strikes me as being beep. Um, so Doesn't have a lot of vision. But who knows? Who I, knows? Because I, I haven't seen it, like Black Adam. I don't think that's going to be 3D. We don't know yet. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, it's, it's hard to tell. Yeah, but I don't think so. Because there hasn't been a word about it in 3D. I haven't seen it in any ads. Any, It's not on the poster. Same thing with Shazam too. Um, we didn't know if that was 3D yet. I mean, nothing. Alright, we got one last DC thing to talk about, which I guess is good news. I don't know. Um, so... Recently, a couple weeks ago, I read a story that Ezra Miller um, has talked to the execs at DC, at Warner Brothers. Um, Apparently, the execs have been very upset about everything Ezra Miller done. Um, And Ezra Miller is now getting help. And I applaud that. Ezra Miller, obviously, they need help. So I'm glad that's happening. Hopefully... He shuts yeah. up, or they shut up, and uh, uh, just crap they're spreading to keep the keep the social justice warriors and the rest of Twitter and and social media from uh, screaming about this movie driving their stock price down. I mean, I'm like going. I just hope um, they're getting help and that they're. Uh, chilling now instead of uh, roaming uh, the globe uh, committing crimes. Yeah, and people forget, or I guess people nowadays don't remember that we did have a, a star that was in very bad shape, and uh, he got his act together and became Iron Man. And there was a long time when Robert Downey Jr. was a joke. And yeah. He got his act together. Jail. Yeah. He served hard time. What am I saying? Jail. He went to prison. I'm hoping Ezra is better. And that the Ezra gets the help that, that that is needed. And that this isn't just publicity. And apparently, behind the scenes, Warner Brothers has seen it. And the showings they've had to show people uh, have had like the highest showings, uh, uh, the most positive Thoughts on a, a DC movie since the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, so the, apparently the people that have seen it think this Flash movie is amazing. So it, I, I guess... Movie. 
They even said Batgirl was amazing until they killed it. So we'll see, but I, I, I think that there's something there that the Flash movie, they don't want to quit on it yet. Um, and I hope so. I hope it's great. I can't quite put my finger on it. Hopefully it's wonderful. Hopefully it, it lives up to everything, and hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's the operating word at Warner Brothers. Um, hopefully that movie doesn't die. And if it does die, maybe it'll be Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that's a terrible segue. I, I tried. I already did try there. Hey, it, I'll give you a point for the effort. Um, so Dawn of the Dead, uh, this is, you know, we, Dawn of the Dead got, is getting a 3D re-release this October. And hey, that's awesome. <laughs> Another classic movie getting a, a 3D re-release. To 3D. Um, I actually saw a 3D. This was what my 3D trailer was at Jaws um, in 3D. And? you They didn't show a whole lot because there's a reason this movie was released unrated. Okay. It would get slapped with an NC-17 in a heartbeat. Uh, and I imagine this um, conversion is also going to be unrated. Um, so warnings if, yeah, the gore is intense, especially by modern standards. I mean, but if you've watched a lot of Italian zombie movies, this won't phase you. But if you've uh, only seen the James Gunn, Zack Snyder remake, buckle up, kiddos. It's going to probably curl your hair so what you did see how was that the 3d uh, the 3d looked kind of rough mm. but the be the presentation uh but this is a, a really old school movie shot on film stock so it's going to be grainy uh it is going to be a conversion uh I mean, there was a release of this movie in Germany in 3D. I haven't seen the disc. Uh, I imagine it's a crap. Uh, it's a crappy German conversion. And what I saw in this trailer was not that, because you know most of the German conversions, it's just the scene is the whole picture is just set back. So in reality, it's still flat. This had depth. It was hard. Some of the scenes looked like they could be cardboardy. Uh, you know that kind of the 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 layers are there, but the image is flat. Um, I didn't notice that. Except a few times, I was like going, "Was that cardboardy?" Uh, part of it was because the images were moving so fast. Because, you know, 3D, you kind of need a little time to see it. And then a really fast cut uh, trailer. Okay. Now, um, when I saw Jaws, I saw the new trailer for Avatar 1, which is now in um, high frame, not high frame, right? Um, high dynamic range. And it looked gorgeous. Um, it looked better than Avatar 2 trailer. Ah, <laughs> uh, did it? anything about us being re-released in 3d yes it is imax 3d even um uh, so yeah that's it, it looks gorgeous and visit this movie on the big screen so yeah um avatar looks gorgeous in high uh, dynamic range i mean high dynamic range just makes everything prettier and colorful so mm. this is a great thing to it makes sense to do it i don't know why the technology didn't exist then but it exists now so yeah it's one of those things that it's been such a long time since I've seen Avatar in 3D in the theater. It's just like, oh, I forgot the king is back, baby. I forgot yeah. how good it could be. <laughs> yeah. It's like Disney is doing Fox right. Yeah. I mean, besides Prey, uh, not going to theaters, but it is what it is. Well, pan that's a pandemic decision. But hey, uh, Prey is still awesome. So, uh, Dawn of the Dead coming out on uh, December, or not December, uh, the week before Halloween, the last couple days before Halloween. Um, check your local listings. 
Um, because yeah, not like one night. I mean, neither's Jaws, you know, in 3D. I mean, these are going to be, you know, several screenings, several days. Yeah, I have it on Fandango now. It says October 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. So, perfect timing. Perfect timing for um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And good, uh, gruesome fun. I only wish that uh, Michael Jackson's thriller... Uh, George Romero made. Now, I don't know, but uh, his trilogy is really good. Uh, and this is a really gruesome fun uh, movie i just hope i just wish that uh michael jackson's thriller 3d was in front of it because not enough people were able to see that uh-huh. oh i wish that thriller 3d get some sort of release because it really needs to be seen by people <sighs> all right uh let's keep going here uh we got another 3d release coming out next week as recording date um now it's I just missed it, and I'm sorry I missed it. No slight to the people behind this movie. Um, but um, Baramastra <laughs> is coming out next week. Um, and that is an Indian movie. Um, and it's a three-hour movie. Uh, Baramastra Part 1 Shiva. Um, and from that trailer, it looked incredible. Like, a whole, like that was going to be awesome in 3D. <laughs> Yeah, I hope. Uh, I plan on um, uh, seeing it. I less because a lot of these movies, I only get them in two D down here. And it's it's surprising that you know Disney's having this going out, and it's also IMAX three D for God's sakes. Which, hey, IMAX three D come back? Hell yeah! Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't have much experience with um Bollywood. Uh, cinema, Indian cinema. Um, so I really can't um, comment on it, but it looks cool. I- I'll give it that. Um, mm-hmm. And they can, uh, and there's some really good. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer for this yet, so and I have a feeling I'm probably not going to see it before next week, especially in 3D. Um, but uh, there's a India has some has a great effects. Uh, Studios. They do a lot of work for um, Hollywood, and and they've done some spectacular work in their own cinema. So I'm looking forward to seeing them take um, one of their um, you know history myths and legends and turn it into a modern superhero movie. Now, RRR came out on Netflix, and apparently it was a huge hit. Um, I haven't seen it, um, but maybe there is appetite for this, and um, cool. I, I'm definitely game for more content. Um, I'm not going to judge it before I see it, and I definitely think they have talent, and I think definitely think Bollywood movies are equal to, and can be equal to, Hollywood movies. Movies are movies, depending, it doesn't matter where they come from, as long mm-hmm. as you know. Yep. So. Yeah, and Bollywood has some great movies. And they definitely have great talent, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so cool. Um, I'm just happy to get more. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just thrilled that you know I'm finally getting to see a Bollywood movie in 3D on the big screen. All right. Uh, we got some potential Sega movie video game news, and um, now Sega um is Sega is really known for Sonic right now. Uh, the, both Sonic movies were a big success. And they, they announced two games coming out. Um, I've only played one of them. I know the other one. Um, the, the Sonic game, the, the next game, or the next two movies based on video games from Sonic is uh, Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone. Uh, I'm safe to assume you have not played or know about either. You are correct. All right. So I'll explain a little bit of both. Um, Space Channel 5, I never played it, but uh, it's a weird concept. It's like a alien invasion, but to fight the aliens, 
their dancing in the rhythm game or something. I don't know how the hell explain it. <laughs> how does that sound as a movie? Uh, dance off and uh, so now we know where da- <laughs> the dance off. Uh, so did they borrow the dance off from Guardians, or did Guardians borrow the dance off from them? Um. So yeah, did- it's. It's not even a popular movie, a game either. It's a well-known game, but I don't remember it setting millions of copies or anything. So, okay, sure. Um, go ahead, go for it, Sonic, uh, Sega. <laughs> um, I, what uh, it's what I'm like? Is that the best they have the rights to, or or have they licensed everything else off? It has positive reviews and people like it. It's just, it's just a weird concept to have for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, you play as you, you Leila, and uh, she's a reporter who is like in a 1960s style sci-fi, and uh, there's an alien invasion, and they're dancing, and the fight off with the. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a pretty out there concept. <laughs> Um, fun kind kind of sounds like a musical version of Earth Girls are easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that was a, I've seen that movie like a couple times, and it was like it's such a weird movie, but it's kind of good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those eighties. Oh my god. I was like, when I saw it in theater, it's like, am I drunk? <laughs> yeah, they were like Power Rangers. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyway, so Space Channel 5, um, I guess. That's uh, a weird concept, but sure. The next ge- uh, game going into be a movie is Comic Zone. Now, Comic Zone, on the other hand, is pretty interesting. All right, so... Okay. So, Jake, do you remember there being a, a, a Looney Tunes cartoon where um, the animators are playing around with Daffy? Yeah. So, take that concept, and instead of the character being played around with, it's a comic book. And so there's panels, and you the, the I think the creator of the comic gets sucked into the comic and is jumping through the different panels and fighting various comic book based villains. It's self-aware and the game, it's pretty fun. I actually played a good amount of this. Um, basically it's, you know, your old school style brawler, like double dragon, um, where you go to the right, beat up everybody, go to the right, beat up everybody kind of thing. You know, that kind of game. Yeah. So this would be like that, and instead of you know you go to the you finish that screen, and when you go to the next screen, it's the next comic panel, and he would jump around different comic panels, and um, I think that definitely has a lot of premise um, for a movie. Uh, it could be a really surreal movie and a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Rescue Rangers, or um, even Free Guy kind of reminds me a little bit of that. You know? Yeah. Kind of freewheeling, lots of fun, doesn't take itself too serious. Um, now, that was only one game, I think, in the franchise. So that's a game from the uh, Genesis time. Um, uh, so cool, but um, not necessarily a big property for Sega. Um, but cool, uh, I- I'm game to have. Uh, <laughs> that one yeah. seems more interesting. Yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Um, now, there's other uh, Sega properties that I think might be better off as a uh, a game um, as a movie. Um, I'm going to talk about some here. You may have heard of it. You may have not. Um, here's uh, Golden Axe again. Another beat 'em up. Um, this is starring. This is an '80s game, and it's with um, orcs and such. Um, side-scrolling, um, I mean, with Lord of the Rings being popular and fantasy being popular again with um, the the House of the Dragon 
yeah, Golden Axe could be totally a, a really cool fantasy uh, g- g- movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar with it, but hey, right now, anything The Lord of the Rings is really popular. You need that kind of fantasy. Now, I bet that you've played this game. It's a popular game. Well-known game. House of the Dead. Yeah, I've gotten my ass kicked hard a few times with this. I suck at this game. <laughs> so, it is an old-school, uh, classic arcade-style rail shooter um, where zombies are coming at you, and you shoot with the gun, and you kill the zombies. Yeah, that's easy to make as a movie. Zombie movies are pretty easy to make. Um, so, yeah, sure. Um, I'm game for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Resident Evil... Uh, movies have struggled, but I think they could. Zombie content definitely it could be good, depending on who makes it. But yeah, um, yeah have, have a good story with interesting characters and great gore. Um, Jet Grind Radio, which was a, a Sega game about like uh, graffiti spraying people that were. It's a really stylish game. Um, it could. I think this would be really great animated. It could be very pretty, and it's kind of like uh, a punk game. I I can imagine this could be like a punk game where they're trying to you know mark their territory and different gangs and such. That could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Spray paint art is big. Oh, I bet you probably played this game, Crazy Taxi. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. Never played it. Okay, this could work. Um, Crazy Taxi, you play as a taxi driver, and you have different people come that you have to pick up, and they tell you, go here, and then depending on how fast you go and how safe you drive, um, you get money, and you have to go to each place a certain amount of time. Um, that could be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Great taxi cab movies made over the years. So the... So the- so the precedent's been set, so the possibilities are there to have a kick-ass, wild-ass, fun movie. Yeah, I haven't seen Gruber, but isn't Gruber basically this? <laughs> uh, Yeah, kind of Stuber. Stuber, yeah. Okay, I mean, it had possibilities, but uh, Luc Besson's Taxi, that's really good. Um, Crazy Taxi is fun because... It was actually a good use of uh, product placement because they would say, hey, take me to the KFC. And you go over there and then, oh, hey, take me to the Reebok Center or whatever. And you go over there and it's like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. And you know, part of the fun of Crazy Taxi was that, so what? I could go, you know, cross lanes. I could, you know, run over stuff. Who cares? Just have fun. You know, that could be a fun uh, movie. Um Sega, if you're listening. Now, this one... <laughs> this one here... Um, is, is a, I think could be animated. Um, it's called Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. And... Dolphin. Um, of course, I don't know. Dolphins are smart, but you can probably get one to teach... Get it to recite dialogue. And uh, This was a very early environmental game. So... Hey, if uh, Finding Nemo could work, this could work. Sure. Yeah. Um, this one is a very surreal game. Uh, Nights. Nights um, basically is like people going into different people's dreams and like flying around and stuff. Hey, with the success of Sandman, that would be a good... Uh... And Inception, of course. Yeah, exactly. Sounds, I mean, like, a gr- sounds like a great idea. Uh, so, listening. You could have that, you know, be more kid-friendly version of Inception, you know. Uh, Phase Your Dragoon. Um, it's kind of like a, a dragon uh, shoot 'em up game. Um, that could be fun, in theory. Mm-hmm. You know, drive different kinds of dragons and, and go around. Sure. Um, now, this one, I don't know if you played this one, but I, I like this game. Uh, this series, actually. Uh, Streets of Rage. Have you heard of this? Just heard of Street Fighter. Okay. Streets of Rage is your old school beat-em-up. You go to the right, you beat up all the guys there, and then you move on to the next area, and you beat up all the guys there. And, you know, you could have a, a, 
you know, a, a gang warfare thing, I guess, if you want. Crime thing, sure. Uh, now, this one, I think, has the most potential. Um, Shimnu. Now, this is actually like a um, game that was really ahead of its time when it came out. It had a lot of cinematic qualities when they made it. And it basically is like a, a Japanese uh, mobster movie. Mm. So it was like Yakuza stuff in there and um, getting to know your character and growing. And yeah, that has a lot of potential. Um, yeah. Now this one here, um, Fantasy Star, um, it's like an RPG. Um, it, uh, this one, it, a lot of the sci-fi and fantasy themes in here. Um, you know, you, you're supposed to crawl around different dungeons. Uh, this one might be okay. Um Depends on if somebody's got a good vision or not. Yeah, because you can make everything. You can make a good movie about anything, same as you can make a bad movie about anything. Yeah, I think those have potential. I think there's definitely some some Sega stuff that has potential. Um, I guess ultimately, um, I mean, Sega feels good after the Sonic movies being a success, so they feel confident enough to, to bring out some movies. Um, not the movies I would choose right away, but okay, sure. Comic Zone, yeah, that might be fun. And Space Channel 5, if they make it really funny, I think it might be fun. All right. Um, so we got some news about Star Trek 4, which uh, Star Trek 4 being the fourth movie in the rebooted Star Trek universe the the abrams verse um and uh paramount you know basically said yeah this is happening and didn't tell the staff about it and they were like <laughs> negotiating and they had a director which that director was uh matt shakeman the director behind wandavision and now that director has left to go do the fantastic four movie yeah, well, maybe they can get uh, Peyton Reed to do Star Trek. Or they can talk to Quentin Tarantino. Because I don't think his Star Trek movie's happening. He can do this one. Or they can do that one. It's just, oops. Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, but understandable. I, 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 I love Star Trek, and I don't see this coming out next Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's... I don't think they even started filming, and I don't think they even gotten contracts done. This is no way in hell coming up next year. <laughs> yeah, and I also think everything is so stacked up that even if they if they rushed it, of course, who knows how much they. I mean, if he left the project, he probably wasn't signed on the dotted line yet. So, uh, no, it's th- disappointing, but I. I now have uh, a lot of hope for the um, Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many bad ones do we have to endure before we finally get a good one? Yeah. Now, the Star Trek movie could work, um, rushed out, but, here's a big but, they just don't do it with um, the cast of the new rebooted Abramsverse. Um they do it with the cast of um, either Strange New Worlds, which would be the Pike cast, um, Pike <laughs> cast, yeah, um, and or the Discovery crew, because they already fil- they filmed those seasons pretty quickly, and they have those sets, and both of those uh, crews are, are very knowledgeable and know how to make quality Star Trek. I know people don't like Discovery, but I've really grown to love it, and uh, Strange New Worlds hit probably maybe the best season one of any Star Trek to date. And um, if if they get those people behind there and just say screw it, we'll just make a, a Strange New Worlds movie. I think that uh, is a hundred percent possible to come out in one year. <laughs> well, uh, I also think uh, with the way Zasloff is at Warner Brothers, they might be able to pick up. Uh, some guys, some directors who were working at Warner Brothers who who may want to move on to uh, less turbulent pastures, let's say. Now, I think um, an easy director that 
Star Trek fans will be happy about, uh, has experience with Star Trek, and has experience both filming Star Trek and directing Star Trek. Um, do you know who I'm thinking, Jake? Uh, Peg. Who? Diamond Peg. Well, yeah. Star Trek. I don't think he's directed anything. Jonathan Franks. Yeah, he would be a good choice. He's become, he's developed into a fine director. Uh, he was Riker uh, and, and Next mm-hmm. Generation, and he directed uh, First Contact, which is maybe one of the best top five Star Trek movies of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's got an interesting cast, too. They made some really interesting choices that I thought worked very well. And Jonathan Franks is working with Star Trek, has still made several episodes of various shows. So, um, he is in the fold. He, I think he would absolutely do it with a heartbeat. And he would be affordable for Paramount. And it would be in-house. So, why the hell not? <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I, I think every Star Trek person would be 100% happy and fine with Jonathan Franks being director. Because they like, everyone likes Riker. I mean, who doesn't like Riker? Yeah. And First Contact is beloved as mm-hmm. a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if they really don't want to hire him, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, um, he was in Star Trek Voyager. Um, he has been directing a lot of different stuff. Uh, I think he could be great at this, too. Um, I don't think he's done a fe- feature-length movie, but um, he's done a lot of TV, um, and he he knows Star Trek. He's He was uh, at Paris. In Star Trek Voyager, so I definitely think he could do it too for relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, relatively cheap compared to other directors such as um, Matt Shakeman, which obviously got outbid and at Disney. Um, so, and maybe the reason why he left um, Star Trek is because he doesn't see it happening, and you know, Fantastic Four is going to happen. Period. It's not. It's a hundred percent guaranteed to happen from Disney Marvel. That's I. Yeah, and uh, and there's also a guarantee they're going to have a marketing budget, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that movie opens in the number one spot. So, um, yeah, Paramount, if you're listening, give it to Riker. Give it to Jonathan Franks. He's a wonderful guy. Um, everyone loves him. He definitely has worked in Star Trek before, in the past, in the present. And he he could do this, and you could he will be happy to do it. So that's a easy thing to do. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people, considering the how much people love Strange New Worlds, give it Strange New Worlds a movie. I think that will work. Um, I, I, it has its own Spock. It has its own characters and. Strange New Worlds is episodic, and it's okay. They could work. I think that could be a wonderful way of doing a movie and doing it pretty quickly. So, yeah, uh, that would be my bet. To just, uh, you know, I do love um, the Abrams verse. I, I do think those movies are really good. Um, I really love Beyond. I think Beyond is the best of them. I think 2009 is great, and you know, Into Darkness is is problematic, but there's some good parts of it. I, I I think I like In Darkness better than a lot of people do. Uh, I actually like them all. Um, I think I relate to In Darkness because I just it just reminded me the most of how political the original Star Trek was, and this was hitting those same notes. I mean, this shouldn't have redone Khan. They just move, you know, we had a great idea here for a new reboot, excuse me. So why, why try to do con? Why try to fool people? It just, it didn't work for that purpose. You didn't need to have con. I had no problem with it being con. I just, when it got uh, leaked, they should have not lied about it. Yeah. Um, And put a secret because the secret no longer worked. Oh, by the way, if I hadn't known, I would have figured it out anyway, is the way they set it up. So it wasn't a very good secret. 
and it's been a long time since Star Trek Beyond, uh, 2016. So that is a long time ago. I'm assuming the actors can jump back in and be their roles, but it's yeah, been. And, and I think every we've mourned, uh, um, Anton. So I think we should uh, recast Chekhov. I mean, I, honestly, I'm fine. I think Star Trek Beyond. Was a, it was a great movie. I love Star Trek Beyond. I, I reviewed it for the site years ago. And I definitely think that they left that series on a high note. You just got to move on. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I love I love the Abrams guys. I, I think Quinto is great as Spock. I think um, I, I love Uhura. I love all of them. But, but Abrams isn't even around anymore. Um, so <laughs> do you follow his vision? Yeah. And and Abrams has, has uh, definitely become a lot more controversial since then. <laughs> and I don't know if I trust him either. <laughs> if anyone trusts him with the big franchise right now. Oh, just so much is changing and changing again on top of that. Uh, but I'm just hoping Paramount can get their act together. Because, uh, I mean, why didn't they do a follow-up to uh, World War Z? That was a no-brainer. Yeah, that was in development hell for a long time, and then it just—I think it—they were making it, and then that got canceled. Yeah, it's a But um, you know, they've been able to crank out a lot of Star Trek in the last few years, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really like the new Star Trek a lot. Um, I think Stranger, and I think they definitely can crank one out of that really easily. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll just be easier just to move on and make it a Strange New Worlds movie. And I think that it's a fresh start. You already have a cast that people like. People, you know, you already have the the set made for the show. Season two already finished filming. Go for it. It's easy. <laughs> well, do, do they have a script? That's that rub. Uh, it's it sucks. I mean, most of the time, if you go on a set and they're still writing the movie as you're filming, ninety percent of the time the movie suffers. I mean, every once in a while, you end up with a masterpiece, but usually you don't. We'll have to see how that works out, if it works out at all, but I think it's the smartest. Yeah, I just think uh, this is going to get delayed because they've got to find a new director, and they may want to take the opportunity to rethink what Star Trek Four is going to be. I yeah. Mean, I just thought it was a pity we didn't get the last one because... You know, they could have had Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Um, of course, with Taika Waititi leaving um, Marvel, and who knows who's going to do Thor 5, or if Thor 5 is now going to happen because of that, uh, Chris Hemsworth may be interested in coming back as Kirk's father. Yeah, I, I understand that, but at the same time, I don't care <laughs> about Kirk's father. Yeah, you want to know the truth? Uh, I don't either, but the thing is, he was good in, in the part. Yeah, he was good. Um, I mean, for the 30 seconds he was on screen for the first movie. <laughs> yeah, but he made, an imp- made enough of an impression I knew he was there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I said it a dozen times before, I'll say it again. I, go, I watched Star Trek for... New worlds, um, for strange new worlds to boldly go where no one has gone before. I don't see Star Trek for daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. So I don't care what happened to Kirk's dad. I don't care. I want to know what happens on a new planet they've never discovered before. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I want from Star Trek. Um, so yeah, I think most people agree with that. Um, so yeah, let's just move on. Yeah, that's a week. All right. Um, I guess that's going to be it for us. Um, now, patrons can stick around for their bonus features. And we have an announcement about Patreon. Uh, we've reduced our prices. Um, I have decided that considering that inflation has been hitting everyone in around the world, and this is a website for the world, um, I have only have one tier now. And the one tier is $1 for a month. And with that dollar, you get exclusive podcasts, you get uh, early access to videos, 
And um, right now, one of our patrons is listening in um, live. And uh, so it's only a dollar a month. I'm not asking to make a billion dollars. I mean, I just kind of want to make a, a, a break-even point. Um, I'm not, you know, a lot of people will have patrons that have like $500 a month or something. Or I just $1 a month. I'll buy that for a dollar and you get lots of bonus content. And uh, we're going to go into some of that bonus content now after we say bye. Bye. Bye, folks. As this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Mr. Bingo5, Kevin Winter, Alex Folk, and Gravity Head Zero for your financial support on Patreon.com. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye.